0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, gang. Welcome, of course, to the first Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast of the week with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, there's only one place to start as Red Bull's Max Verstappen won a controversial season-ending Abu Dhabi Grand Prix to win his first Drivers' Championship. Mercedes, of course, have logged two complaints about how the race ended, but here's how all the drama from the incident-packed race unfolded. On Talk
0: Sport. These words are being screened down the radio of one <laughs> car... Whoa, I can't believe it. It's amazing. And the winner of the Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi and therefore the F1 Championship is Fern
2: Max Verstappen, the Red Bull of Max Verstappen. What a result and what an ending to this race. It was a safety car that decided it all. It was called off with one lap to go. One lap of racing decided the championship, but after seven seasons in Formula One, Max Verstappen takes his debut world title for Red Bull at the age of 24 years old. It's
3: been just spectacular with great racing right from day one. And of course the race today was perfectly fitting really for that, wasn't it? It was controversial at times as the season's been, we've had great wheel to wheel racing at times today, as we've had all throughout the season. And it ended on this, Incredible, uh, you know, finished final lap where there were so many things that um, could have gone wrong for either team.
2: Could this be the start of a new era in Formula One? He leads for more laps than anyone else this season. Max Verstappen wins the final Grand Prix of the season and takes his debut title for Red Bull.
3: Either of the two drivers that were up for the title today I think you, could, you can quite fairly say would have been a worthy champion. I think they've both been incredible this year.
2: It was written in the stars, born into a racing family. His dad, Jos, taking two Grand Prix wins. His mum, Samantha, making karting history too. He learned to drive a Formula One car before he got a driving licence for the roads.
3: There were two stellar performances, and actually the thing that decided them, and this is indicative of how close they've been, was a, a stroke of luck in terms of the safety car uh, coming in on that final lap.
2: It could go on months. If there's there's genuinely lawyers involved, they could be really looking into it and it could be a serious uh, sporting court case wow. and we don't know about. It could go on to next season. Obviously, mm. that starts back in the middle of March. Uh, so we might not ever know. You
3: know, how can they do it? But the, the rules
4: said that they, they... How can they take all the car, five cars that were in between him and for a and put or take them out of the way? The second wouldn't been able to overtake them all in the time.
2: What's going on? I was concerned we were going to get a result for this championship down to an FIA penalty, but to get it down (laughs) to a safety flat, a safety car that's then pulled, and it was all down to one lap of racing. That is the most intense thing I've ever seen, and it will go down in Formula One history.
3: It is controversial. There's no two ways about it, and uh, one side was always going to come out you know, very happy at the end of the day. One side was going to be really, really unhappy.
2: Everyone's invested. Look how many people don't actually like Formula One or don't normally watch it and they're talking about it. So that is so important. And everyone's going to be watching next year to see what happens between these two. The rules weren't specifically followed. If you read the letter of the law in the regulations, it does
3: say that all lap cars must be allowed to pass the safety car. And crucially, not all lap cars were. There were still two cars that didn't make it past the safety car before racing was resumed. And that... Those, far, those crucial words are what Mercedes are now pouring over with their lawyers, and will be the basis of any protest that uh, may or may not yet change the outcome of this world championship. He's twenty-four That's years old. an incredibly mature race, isn't it? Because oh, the pressure's on. You yeah. have defining moments in your career, and I know you talked about the tyres, which made a difference. Mm-hmm. But he's still got to execute it. Yeah. In, in the biggest moment of his career.
2: Absolutely. Psychologically.
3: And he, he, he could said, have lost it Exactly, point. He yeah. could have so lost it. He, he, kept his, he kept his cool for someone so young. Formula One's in a great place. We're going to a, a season next year with new regulations, new cars. Uh, we kind of reset again and let's hope we get more of the same. Now,
1: moving on to Sunday's Premier League football and Everton's struggles continued with a 3-1 defeat at Crystal Palace as the pressure mounted on under fire Rafa Benitez. Fact. Here's all the fallout from the game on Darren Bent's boot room on TalkSport.
5: Is Crystal Palace 3, Everton
3: 1, a brace from Conor Gallagher and a James Tompkins strike ends a run of four
5: games without a win for Palace. A huge three points for the home side who are back to winning
6: ways. Yes, it was. It was um, an important win for us. We, we needed it. We didn't start well. They were pushing and then we have to change the shape of the team to have more control.
5: And when we were controlling is when we made a mistake and we conceded the first goal.
6: Second goal, another mistake. Third goal, another mistake. Obviously, uh, you know, when you lost the last three games, uh, you're playing at home, you want to win. Gallagher secured all three points with a sensational strike from outside the box. He bent it into
3: the top left-hand corner, it went in off the bar. What a player and what a
6: goal. He wants to improve, he's really humble, he's working hard. And, um, and the challenge for him is to, to maintain that level to, uh, to full his, uh, his expectations.
7: Crystal Palace 3,
3: Everton 1. This boy is a special
7: player and he's just scored a sensational goal.
6: Looking at the number of chances that he's creating in the game and the number of chances that the team are creating. So his timing and to get inside the box is always good and he can finish. So... We have to keep challenging him, we have to keep working with him to, to keep improving, but he can score goals.
3: But for Everton, it's now seven defeats in nine games, They've only one win since September the 25th. They were outplaying now class
5: for the majority of the match, and the pressure will only mount now on the former Liverpool manager. We try to do the best uh, for the team every time. We can make mistakes, but uh, we know the players and we know how they are and we tried to make the right decision. The substitution of Richardson early in the second half did not go down well with the travelling Everton fan. Richarlison, at time, we knew because we could see him limping. He has a problem with his calf. We tried to make the substitution at time. He said that he wanted to try the second half. It was obvious that he was not... Uh, at the level that we were expecting and without uh, Calvert-Lewin available, we didn't want to take the risk. So you make a substitution, but you cannot explain to every single fan why the player was not helping moving their arms, but he knew because uh, he told us and we could see him that uh, he was not uh, uh, fully fit. A cracking game at Selhurst Park. It finishes Crystal Palace 3, Everton 1.
1: Elsewhere on Sunday, both Newcastle, Newcastle and Burnley remain with just one Premier League win this season. Newcastle were tonked 4-0 at Leicester whilst Burnley drew 0-0 at home to West Ham Here's all the best reaction to those games across the TalkSport network
8: It's finished Leicester 4 Newcastle 0 much needed win for the Foxes It's a real testament to the players and the mentality and their spirit, so I'm hoping that as the season goes on we can get some of these players back, find that consistency, because like I said it's it's something that's been the foundation for us.
1: Very bad day for the Magpies. Leicester 4, Newcastle nil.
8: Yeah, I don't think the, the scoreline was reflective of the game. I think at 0-0, I think the game's very much on for us to win. But I do think the penalty has a big, a big bearing on the game. The contact in the box, the referee sees it. They have obviously rubber-stamped it in, uh, in the studio, in VAR. So, and it was put away well and a deserving of the, the start we've made in the game. To concede four goals in any game is, is not... Um, is not what we're we're looking to do, and I think defensively we we need to analyse and reflect. I think it's difficult in this moment to to make too many rash assumptions on what I've seen. I need to digest it properly. They've been brilliant. Really challenging period. With everything that's gone on, with players not available, but they showed really their spirit today and. Uh, it was a real test of the mentality. There's not many times in my management career I've come off with a 4-0 defeat feeling that it was very, very harsh against us today and I think that's going to be my message overall to the players, not to, to lose too much confidence from today's game.
4: West Ham denied repeatedly by Pope in the Burnley goal and thwarted by their own inability to score. will be disappointed that their efforts didn't bring three points. Particularly upset will be the outstanding Rice, who was exceptional. I
7: think our performance at times have been, was better than we've played. We are better with the ball today at times. But in the final third we we've seen it re- a few times recently where we've not quite been able to make a final pass or have a player who individually could eliminate a player or or do something or make it special. Yeah, I think we'll take a
4: point. Um decent outfit West Ham that we know that from the season they're having.
7: We tried hard and we you know we, we deserve to probably if anybody was going to win it was certainly going to be ours. I thought we were we had a good part of dominating the game today.
4: We weren't near the mark in the first half. We looked a bit nervous, but bit anxious, didn't really find any flow to our play. And that can happen, you know, there's a nervousness, but I thought the crowd were brilliant. Pope was exceptional in the second half, making several excellent saves. Burnley rallied near the end, but they couldn't find the target. So it finished, Burnley nil, West Ham United nil.
7: You couldn't question we're working the opening couple of months of the season, for example, we were clean, clinical, crisp with everything we'd done. It's just a little bit hard to get to that point at the moment. We're just uh, trying to find that, that little bit extra.
4: On a day like today, when we weren't at it first off, I'd take the point today and I'd take the clean sheet and that gives us a good uh, momentum and, and platform to build from for Wednesday, hopefully, with a good performance.
1: Now, Leicester were the latest side to be awarded a controversial penalty in the Premier League this weekend in that 4-0 win over Newcastle. Newcastle. It comes after all of the top three were awarded spot kicks on Saturday, but here's former strikers Tony Cascarino and David Connolly, who debated whether the top sides are being given unfair treatment when it comes to penalties.
4: Well, if you're looking on the evidence yesterday, was the perfect example. If you're ever going to show anyone detailed a report of big clubs getting penalties, show Saturday afternoon. And it, it is now... You know, a lot of games being decided by penalties, which is what they wanted to avoid at the start of the season. So then it doesn't really make sense. Penalties are a high reward, OK? 12 yards, penalty spot, one-on-one, keeper to beat. So it's a high reward. Now, I get frustrated with contacts because contacts is always inevitable. And you know what? If I was playing today, I'd run across people for
5: fun.
7: I actually think this weekend we've seen... Probably more soft penalty kicks given in the Premier League. I, in my opinion, more soft penalty kicks given in the Premier League than we've seen all season.
4: I sort of think sometimes, is there an answer with ex-players getting involved in, and I'm thinking, well, no, because there's a number of ex-players in punditry who are just saying, yeah, there is contact, pen. And pens are given so easily. Let's get real. We can't have a game that is sanitised to such a ridiculous level that you're afraid of touching
7: someone. I've got to say, I've really enjoyed the refereeing this year, Ian. I think the refereeing this year has been excellent.
4: If, you're going to go, if we're all going to go down the road of contact and minimal contact and, yes, yeah, slightly could have hit his arm or, you know, armpit and all the. We are going to have ridiculous numbers like we got yesterday.
8: I would encourage the referees to go and see it for themselves. Um seem to take direction from other people who may have a different you know, idea of what's happened. I think the best one to judge the decision is the referee.
4: We've got to get real about this, what the award of a penalty is. It's huge. It defines football matches. It wins football matches. So you've got to be convinced that it's right. But some of the decisions of yesterday Nat, were just laughable.
7: Just after watching the games last night and yesterday, and seeing the penalty kicks would say, you know, what would the difference be between that one and, say, I saw one at Chelsea yesterday, which I thought looked quite soft. So I'm, I'm looking to myself and I'm saying, what, what are the levels? We have got to realise that do you,
4: if you want to make the game better and more honest and better etiquette of the game, try and do it with understanding what you're giving. The, mm-hmm. the prize is too big. It's too big to give. On a coin flip. A coin flip is not an answer to a big
2: prize. It's all very interesting. And as we say, six penalties, which is the most in 10 years in the Premier League to be awarded and scored on one day.
1: And we end today with news out of Manchester United and their game against Brentford on Tuesday is now in jeopardy after a number of positive COVID cases. Here's the Suns' Manchester correspondent, Neil Custis, who broke the story on TalkSport.
0: Manchester United camp has been hit by a COVID outbreak, threatening their midweek fixture. Um, Neil Custis, who is the Manchester United correspondent from The Sun, is reporting that in the last few minutes. Manchester United camp has been hit by a COVID outbreak, threatening the midweek fixture. More coming on uh, in the next few minutes. We'll keep our eye on that.
9: Prior to the uh, Norwich match, the whole camp... uh that went to Norwich, had tested negative. But since then, yesterday, or today rather, at Carrington, uh, a small number of players and staff have tested positive and been sent home. And trainings have to be altered to um, players training individually and no contact being made. Uh, Because obviously, you know, more positive tests could come. And, you know, this puts in jeopardy Tuesday's game at Brentford. I mean, we've seen what happened with Tottenham. It's interesting that it happened at Norwich because Norwich themselves had obviously played at Tottenham, who Tottenham then had to call two games off. Dean Smith was worried that some Norwich players would be affected, but the game was able to go ahead. And now some uh, Manchester United players have been affected. And, you know, the club, I know Manchester United better than other clubs, but, you know, I know they've gone to every single, uh, you know, they've done as much as they can to stop players being infected to stop infections growing to be able to still put out fit squads as I don't doubt most all of teams have but you just can't stop this thing and um, and they've been caught with it and now you know the worry is how many more tests might come back positive so that's it for another
1: podcast you think thanks for listening on the Talksport sport app wherever we get your podcast from of course make sure you hit that subscribe button I'm back tonight at 10 p.m. Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, alongside my old mate, the fun boy Jason Cundy, taking your calls on all of the above. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.